I've got Luke Okay. Yeah, you need to. And also, you know, just crossing the bridge, crossing the bridge, looking at the water. I've gotten used to that. So, uh, uh-huh. so we might well come on out of this subdivision that takes care of that. It is now eight fifteen, Miss Katina. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, um, we're we're now going to um, call Miss Susan to lead us in prayer and get our service started. Then followed by Miss Susan's prayer, and we're going to ask Vince if he would please come and lead us in our testimony time. Okay. All right, this is Susan. Kind Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for this day. We are grateful for having you in our lives and can come to you boldly and eulogize you for being so kind and loving. And, Father, we thank you for giving um, Katina the wisdom and the knowledge to do the technology on this morning. Forgive us for our sin of omission and commission. Father, I'm covering myself, the listeners, our family member with the blood of Jesus, that we will not get any backlashes from this prayer in Jesus' name. Prepare our heart and mind to receive your rhema word on this morning. Continue to bless your servant and his family member. Give them favor with everyone they need favor with, Lord, while they are away in California. I think it is California. But, Lord, you know um, where they are. Just continue to bless them and give them favor with everyone they need favor with. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Praise reports for the week. I'm going to start off with everyone that kind of knows what happened with my dad uh, and uh, the open heart surgery. So he, he left to go back to his home after four weeks of being with us. Uh, he's still recovering, but the flight went seamless, and he's home in his house in the Denver, Colorado area. So Amen. thank you for your prayers and continue to pray for full recovery, but everything went well. So thank you again. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Praise report. My um, girlfriend's um, daughter went home yesterday from the hospital. She has a long road to recovery. Um, She has a lot of things that she's dealing with, but um, I believe that our Lord has opened her eyes. So I, I pray that every day that she gets better for her children and um, for her mama. And for herself, for herself. Um, So thank you for praying for her. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I have a prayer request. I would like for the group to pray for Mrs. Annie Ravnell. She's a very good friend of mine. She's um, 87 years old. And all of my friends are... Actually, in the 80s, I'm near 80s. Um, 
and I get a lot of wisdom from them, a, a lot of wisdom, unbelievable. And then there's no confusion when you have older friends for whatever reason. Um, I guess they're so mature that they just don't follow foolishness. So they're good people to be around. But uh, she took sick um, about a week ago, and she's been in the hospital and then to the rehab. And I got a text this morning that she was admitted to MUSC ICU unit. So I'm asking for prayers for her. I'm also asking for prayers for one of my younger brothers who was in Roper Rehabilitation um, Unit. So please look him up. Anthony is his name. Thank you so much. So, so um, what is your um, you know, friend's name? Uh, I got Anthony. Annie. Annie Rabnow. Annie. Okay. Annie Rabnow. Why don't we pray right now for Annie and uh, Anthony, and then, uh, you know, we'll take the uh, next praise item. Father, we come before your throne of grace one more time this morning. God, the Bible says, like, cast your burdens unto Jesus. Uh, Father God, this morning we wanted to cast our burdens uh, for both Annie uh, as well as uh, Anthony. Father God, we pray that uh, your presence will cover them this morning as we lift them up, Father God, in your precious hands. Let the hands, uh, the nail-pierced hands, touch them from head to the toe, Father God. Even in that room, the ICU room, Father God, don't let that... uh, Father God, them feeling alone in that room. Father God, send your angels right now. As we lift them up, Father God, let the angels surround them this morning and give them that strength and energy, Father God, knowing that they are not alone in this battle, Father God. Father, we pray for Anthony as he is in the rehab. Father God, what the, all the things that he has to go through this morning, Father God, we 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 give that to you, Father. God, we pray that, that you know, every one of these, you know, prayer requests that we raise, Father God, let it become like an infant in your golden bowl, Father God, that you would smell them this morning. Father, we are so thankful for all the praises that we receive week after week after week after week. Father God, we see... Father God, the reports of cancer going away. We see the COVIDs going away. We see the tumors going away. Father God, the sicknesses, uh, every one of these sicknesses, Father God, as a Jehovah Rapha, Father God, you are breaking every one of these sicknesses and brings home the healing, Father, much needed healing in their hearts first, in their minds, and in their emotions. And physically, Father God, you bring healing. God, this morning, we surrender every one of us into your hands, Father God, that you take control of, of, our, of our needs this morning. Father God, whatever maybe the needs are, Father God, if there is anyone that has come into this line with the heaviness of heart, Father God, we pray that you will lighten the hearts this morning. Praise Father God, this is a, Father God, this is a moment where we open our hearts because the Bible says that we are like an open book before you. Father God, you can read through every single cluster of our blood, every single cluster of our heart and mind. God, we surrender this morning's worship and this morning's meditation into your mighty hands. Father, 
you bless Katina this morning as she opens up this morning, Father God. Let your words come forth with healing this morning. Let your words come forth with strength this morning. Father God, if there is a peace that needs to be, Father God, expanded into our hearts and minds and soul, Father God, the peace that transcends all understanding, Father God, let it come through you this morning as she comes with the word, Father God, let that word pierce through our hearts this morning. God, we want this word that we are so, Father God, in need of this manna this morning. Father God, feed us this morning through your servant and give us the strength of this morning, Father God. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Any other praise reports? I know we have many. Uh, one more prayer item, uh, uh, Brother Vince. Um We will lift up all the new kids that are going into college this year. Um, you know, our prayer is that, uh, you know, these children will actually find their source of energy, um, you know, as they go through their, with the 10 kids newly added to this list. And I don't know, there is like a one or two may trickle in but about like a 36 kids that are going to college this year. And that's a praise item by itself because, you know, yes. not only their lives will be changed, but their children's children Amen. will see a difference Amen. in their lives. Their children's right. children's children will not face what they're facing. Oh. You know, and we have like, you know, the kids that are coming out of school, uh, some of these children that are coming out of school, even this one girl that uh, Miss Colette has been helping, she was pregnant and had a baby, and uh, she could not, uh, you know, go into a college right? um, and uh, stay in a dorm with a baby girl. And I don't know what the, all of the situation is with her, but Miss Colette was so generous to go and co-sign for this girl. And here is the blessing. She is finishing college and ready to go to work. She's coming out of the USA, Columbia. She's been fighting really hard. These are the kids that we are coming behind, you know. So we'll lift all of these children in our prayers. Yes. Cyril, I want to share something with you all. Um, you weren't online Friday night, but um, Ryan was in the outtake line, and there was a young man coming in. Um, and he asked my son for help, for papers. And Ron said, sure, I'll help you. So um, this man, he's 23. He has a long journey ahead of him. He's just coming into SCBC. And about a minute and a half into it or two minutes into it, Ron looked at him and he said, son, you can't read, can you? And uh, he said, no, sir. That was that broke my heart, Cheryl. That broke my heart. That this mm. young man has gone through this stage of his life mm. and can't read, sir. 
Sarah and I had a conversation about that, um, mm. about how these there are people with learning disabilities in our system that yeah. need help otherwise than the system. Mm-hmm. All right. Right. And, um, and I just wanted to share that with y'all. Um, I pray for this young man. I don't even know his name. I pray for him. I Amen. pray that he gets the help he needs from someone. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yes, Miss Paulette. You know, we will absolutely lift these guys up, you know. And uh, my my prayer and hope, Miss, you know, Colette is this that there will be other men inside that prison will help, you know, each other along the way. And that, Amen. you know, what Ryan is doing for this man, you know, there will be more Ryans will be raised up in those prisons that they will help each other. Uh, and, that's, uh, you know, that's the kind of culture that uh, the, these men are going to learn and women are going to learn in this journey. Yeah. Sometimes... Uh, it is really hard to watch as a mom, as a wife, uh, uh, you know, as a daughter to see their, um, you know, husband or son go through this. But at the same time, God has a purpose. He, he just like a separates them out for a reason and just leaves them in there for a moment in time so they can actually get better and come out. And, uh, um, we are working on a, a podcast that's going to come out. In fact, the prison, the very fact that prisons are here in this nation and across the world is because in those days it was church's idea to build a prison. Church is the one which actually built prisons because in those days the people were actually like, a, you know, the the kings were, you know, punishments were like a capital death and so on, the church intervened and said, uh, you know, let's not kill these men because of their mistakes. Give them to us. We will keep them separate, um, you know, and allow them to just like, you know, repent. Allow them to see God, you know, in that place. And that was the reason why they created even the, the prison. That's why the First Amendment applies to all of these men to have that faith, the religious freedom in their life. And so, like, you know, this, even though the church today has lost its vision on why these were even created in the first place, you know, we as a church come behind because, you know, we know why this was created in the first place, to revive these men and women who have made, you know, something wrong in their lives so they can catch up and come out as a better person than what they went in for, you know. And so, Ms. Colette, we will continue to lift these men up in faith. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. 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 Another praise report. This weekend, on Saturday, we will have another Kids to Career uh, event Amen. where our students will be uh, given wonderful, valuable information on decision-making skills and be introduced to different careers that they may choose. Sometimes uh, children have in their minds what they want to be, but they need to see a variety of different um, careers, and that's what we are doing with 
kids to career. So that's a, a blessing that's about to come. And one of our students who was a part of our Kids to College slash Kids to Career program has entered into um, the military. And so we are so pleased. And we've placed him on the prayer list as well. And we've, um, uh, when I spoke with his grandmother, of course, we prayed together, and that was a blessing. But it's so wonderful that these children are going in a direction that God would have them to go, not in the same footsteps of their parents um, who went into prison. And that's our, our goal, is to keep these millions of children out of prison. So that's a, that's a praise report. We thank you. Amen. 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 Uh, if there is no prayer uh, or a praise item, you know, let's give the floor to Miss Katina this morning as she comes and, uh, you know, gives the word of God. Father, uh, we, we surrender her one more time into your mighty hands, Lord. Yes, Lord. And uh, let her words come through with clarity as she speaks. Your word, Father God, this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. The conference has been muted. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for me to um, have the space to be able to um, come before uh, people and share God's word. Um, you know, I'm not equipped. I'm not, you know, I'm only equipped and able um, by what God will equip me and able to be. And this morning, I just go before the Lord's throne of grace humbly. I go before him empty this morning, and I'm asking that he would fill me up with whatever it is that he desires for me to have, that he will allow me to be focused and not be distracted by the things of the enemy and that he will use me mightily as his mouthpiece on this morning to be able to come and share a word from him. And I give all praises and honor unto him for this opportunity, and I say amen. I thank him for you and your family. I thank him for your safe travels as you get ready to embark upon uh, returning back to uh, home. I, I pray that you find everything in one piece. I pray for my husband who is the head over our household. I pray for him. I pray for his support. I thank him for his support. I thank him for his prayers. And I just ask that God will continue to be in the midst of our relationship and our home and our family. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 So over the past few weeks, uh, we've been learning about some of the many names of God. And there are many, many names for, for him, and we've learned that there are about 950 names that reference him. The primary reason why there are so many names for God recorded throughout scriptures has to do with God's nature and character. He's not just one type of person. He comes to us in many facets. The Bible itself is meant to reveal who God is to show us what he is like and teach us what he is throughout history. Psalms chapter 111 verse 9 says, He has sent people 
He has ordained his covenant forever. His name is holy and awe-inspiring. We will never fully understand God, of course, however, because he's just too big for our comprehension, which also means that he's too big for a single name. But the good news is that each one of God's names in the Bible highlights a specific aspect of God's character, and we are to be blessed to have an opportunity to get to know him better. Our relationship with God will never be the same again as we get to know him, grow closer to him, and learn how to tap into the wisdom, knowledge, power, and ability that each name carries. I am eternally grateful that God has placed it upon our spiritual leader's heart to bring us this message. So you may ask yourself, well, why are there so many names? Well, one of the main reasons that scriptures contain so many names for God is because God is deserving of honor and praise. The majesty of his name, his being, is worthy of recognition on several fronts. We see this with celebrities and athletes in our own culture or when a person's achievements place them on a level high above their peers. We often respond by bestowing names like in praise like, uh, for example, the basketball legend Air Jordan or President Barack Obama or King of Pop Michael Jackson or the chief or uh, chief executive officer or chairman of a company. These are all titles that are bestowed upon someone. So how much more should we know how to properly address our God? When we communicate with him, it brings him joy when we uniquely identify and cry out to him and offer ourselves as a living sacrifice when we go before him. Psalm chapter 1 through 2 says, Lord, I cry unto thee, make haste unto me, give ear unto my voice when I cry unto thee. Let my prayers before thee as incense, and the lifting of my hands as the evening sacrifice. So God delights when we come to him and we call him by his many names. He delights in the reverence and the authority and the exaltation that we give him. There has always been a sense that greatness demands to be recognized, to be named. So therefore, it makes perfect sense that God's greatness, majesty, and power would overflow into an entire dictionary of names. In previous weeks, we learned about the following names. We learned about God, the Elohim in our lives, one of the most powerful names that means strong power, or the God who makes a way out of no way. We learned about our God, also known as Adonai, master, and king of the universe. Where we are weak, he is strong. We learned about El Shaddai, the God Almighty, having complete power, omnipotent, unlimited power, God of the impossible. We learned about Abba, Father, Defender, the source of our supply. El Roy, the God who sees me, 
the God of the invisible and the impossible, the God who never looks away from us, Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals, repairs, and mends our mind, body, and soul completely. And last week we learned about the banner, the banner that identifies a particular group of people, God's people. Today we're going to talk about Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace that is translated over 170 times in the Bible. God led me to this topic because of the state of the world that we are living in. If we look around at the news or on social media, it's hard to not get, it's hard to not get discouraged by the things that are going on. The media is now saying that the CDC is now monitoring COVID-19 variants in the United States alone. And they're called the Alpha, Beta, Gamma, and Delta variant. And that California has now re-implemented their mask guidelines. I find it really our world always tries to deal with the God means for good. Because we know our God as being the Alpha and the Omega. And how ironic that the COVID variant, the name Lord Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, he's everything in between, Alpha, Omega, and everything in between. But we give all praises unto God as being the head over all things. So as we surf and read, it's hard not to experience things like anxiousness, nervousness, fear, and unrest, unpeace. Our world is in a terrible state. However, I come today with a word from the Lord that says, Still, the Lord of peace. Everything is not what it seems, and I will overcome the world. I come to send peace, and peace is a person, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now more than ever, we have to stick close to the word of God for peace and good news. And I ask you, whose news report are you going to believe which you see on Channel 5 News or Fox 45 or what you read in Scripture. And what we learn from our Scripture is that Jesus says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. This came from John 14, 27. And John 20, 19, 21, and 26 goes on to read, when Jesus meets his disciples after the resurrection, he continually says to them, peace, peace. It is his will that we have peace and that more abundantly. Isaiah 9, 16 says, unto you, a child is born, and he shall be called the Prince of Peace. Peace was the burden of the angel's song when unto us that child was born, and peace was the of the Prince of Peace as he ascended again to heaven. And then John 16, 33 says, 
I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have come to overcome the world. Amen. Now, under the circumstance in the scriptures that I just read above, it is obvious that the term peace narrowly full of meaning. But what is this peace Jesus gives us? In order to understand Jesus' words, we must reflect on the many facets of the crucial Hebrew term shalom, which lies behind the English word peace, which Webster defines as quiet, tranquility, safety, comfort, My husband and I are new grandparents to a newborn daughter that was just born July the 7th. And we had an opportunity to go down and spend a couple of weeks with her. And as I look at her, she looks so peaceful. She looks safe. She looks like she's comforted. She looks like she's full of tranquility. You know, her mom arms and just holds her, and she just feels like she is just so comforted, like there is no harm that can come to her. So as I looked at my daughter interact with her and hold her and keep her quiet, I think about our Heavenly Father and his arms and letting us know that we can be quiet, that we can have tranquility, that we are safe, that we are comforted. And it brought me great peace to think about our father holding us in his arms the way that we hold a newborn babe in our arms. Shalom is one of the key words and images for salvation in the Bible. The Hebrew word refers most commonly to a person being uninjured and whole and sound, just like my new granddaughter. In the New Testament, shalom is revealed as the reconciliation thing through the work of Christ. I want to go back just a moment to John 16:33, and I'm going to reread that. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have come to overcome the world. Now, the scripture says in me, God says in me, you may have peace. So this tells me that the only true peace is to remain in him and remain in us. Peace will be with you always. So we don't have to fear or feel unrest about anything that we are seeing or reading or hearing in the news media. Trust in that peace is with us. The scripture also in this world, you will have trouble. So it is confirmed right here in scripture that God never said that we wouldn't have trouble, but it is truly comforting to know that whenever God gives you a word, he backs it up with a promise. So when you see the word but in scripture, 
we should get excited because good news is about to follow. And we should take heed, stand on it, and wait for it. And in this case, the scripture says, but take heart. I have come to overcome the world. So let's just think about this sentence just just for a little bit. To take heart. This means that we are to be encouraged and made to feel optimistic by it. Overcome. He says, I've come and overcome. This means I will succeed in dealing with a problem or difficulty. I will defeat the opponent. I will prevail. So today, I come to you to talk about two points as it relates to Jehovah Shalom. The first one is from the scripture, John 16, 33, talking about overcoming the world and that word overcome, which means to defeat. So the first point is, who is the opponent that we are fighting against that tries to come and take over our the peace that the Lord has already given us and promised us. And the second point is, how do we allow Jehovah Shalom to be the Lord of peace and defeat the opponent and secure our peace? If you have your Bibles, go with me to Judges 6, verses 1 through 16, and then we'll also skip over to the sixth chapter 22 through 24. If you don't have your Bible, it's okay. You can just listen along with me. And it reads, The Israelites did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord handed them over to Midian seven years, and they oppressed Israel. Because of Midian, the Israelites made hiding places for themselves in the mountains. Whenever the Israelites planted crops, the Midianites and the Ketamites and attacked them. They encamped against them and destroyed the pro- the produce of the land, even as far as they left nothing for Israel to eat, as well as no sheep or donkeys. For the Midianites came with their cattle and their tents like a great swarm of locusts. They and their camels were without number, and they entered the land to waste it. So Israel became poverty-stricken because of Midian, and the Israelites carried out, the Israelites cried out to the Lord. When the Israelites cried out to him because of Midian, the Lord sent a prophet to them. He said to them, this is what the Lord God of Israel says. I brought you out of Egypt and out of the place of slavery. I delivered you of Egypt and the power of all who oppressed you. I drove them out before you and gave you their land. I said to you, I am Yahweh, your God. Do not fear the gods of the Amorites, whose land you live in, but you did not obey me. Verse 11, 
the angel of the Lord came and he sat under the oak that was in Ophrah, which belonged to Joash, the Abizrite. His son Gideon was threshing wheat in the wine vat in order to hide it from the Midianites. Then the angel of the Lord appeared. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. I'm going to now pick up on verse 13. Gideon said unto him, Please, sir, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened? And where are all that our fathers told us about? They said, hasn't the Lord brought us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to Midian. The Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you have and deliver Israel from the power of Midian. I am, am I not sending you? He said to him, please, Lord, how can I Israel? Look, my family is weakest in Manasseh, and I am the youngest in my father's house. But I will be with you, the Lord said to him. You will strike Midian down as if it were one man. And then I'm going to jump down to 22. When Gideon realized that he was the angel of the Lord, he said, Oh, no, Lord God, I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. But the Lord said to him, Peace to you. Don't be afraid, for you will not die. So Gideon built an altar to the Lord and called it Yahweh Shalom. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. Peace is one of those words that we all use. We want it, but we don't want to do what we need to keep it. And I say keep it because it is already given to us by Jehovah Shalom, the Lord of peace. We just need to learn what we need to do in order to keep the peace. We often miss it because of our own disobedience, just like the Israelites and Gideon, which brings us to our first point, the opponents that come to try to steal our peace. The opponents, in this case, are anything and anyone that tries to come against the will of God. For example, Satan, disobedience, sin, turning to the world, taking our eyes off of God, murmuring and complaining, fear, unrest, greed, discord with other people, jealousy, envy, lasciviousness, and the list goes on. But we cannot blame God for our misfortunes or for our lack of peace, especially when we have superimposed a lot of our problems on ourselves, like in the scripture above. I want to go back and talk about us and our disobedience and all of our opponents as it relates to what Gideon did. Gideon was terribly blinded to God's displeasure with Israel's horrible sins. He remembered the stories of God's miraculous deliverance from Egypt, but he seemed totally naive 
regarding the evil that permeated even in his own home. He was blaming God for abandoning Israel and, dis- and delivering them into the hands of the Midianites without realizing that the Israelites had brought this judgment on themselves. They were responsible for the oppression, not God. As those who profess to follow Christ, we can become so brainwashed by the world system that we may not even realize that we're living double lives and violating the will of God. Like Gideon, we have selective memories. We remember that the perfect will of God is good, but we forget what can happen when we allow our lives to be conformed to the things of this world. Sin will always lead us into slavery, even as Christians. There is no oppression so horrible as being enslaved by evil desires that plague our souls. But the good news is, is that there is freedom and peace when we confess our sins and manifest the fruits of the Spirit in all our relationships. Most fundamentally, shalom means reconciliation with God. When we trust God and turn away from our sins, God can give us peace with himself. Psalm 85, 8 says, I will listen to what God says. He promises peace to his people, his faithful servants, but let them not turn to foes. If we already know who our opponents are, how do we allow them to be the Lord? defeat the opponent and secure our peace. So this brings us to our second point. So we've already talked about our first point. We were able to recognize what the opponents are in our lives and describe and name some of the points, the opponents, the things that cause us to not be at peace. So now we want to talk about, well, how do we allow Jehovah Shalom to reign in our lives and defeat the opponent and secure our peace. The shalom, the Lord of peace experience, is multi-dimensional. It's a complete well-being. It's mind, body, and soul. It flows from all of one's relationship being put right with God, with yourself, and with others. Sin just disrupts shalom. It disrupts our peace. When any the rupture, like turning away from sin and closes the gap between us and God, there should be a celebration, a joyful meal in God's presence. We cannot allow anything or anyone to come between our relationship with God. So I ask you to examine yourself and your surroundings, and ask yourself, is there anything that is disrupting my shalom? Shalom consists of not only outward peacefulness, peace also between parties, but peace also within. So those who trust in the Lord 
have inner security. Therefore, they can sleep well. God gives perfect peace. For example, profound psychological and emotional peace to those who steadfastly set their minds on him. Before God is peace. It's effective. Its effect will be quietness and confidence forever. So I ask you, what are your inward battles that are causing you unrest and is stealing your peace? Think about those things. We have to get right. So in order for us to have to defeat our opponent and secure our peace, we have to make our we have to make right with God and we have to make right within ourselves. Shalom also means peace with others. Peace between parties. It means the end of hostilities and war. But shalom does not mean only reconciliation between warring factions or nations. It also refers to socially just relationships between socially unjust relationships between individuals and classes. Jeremiah insists that unless there is an end to oppression, greed, and violence in social relationships, there can be no shalom. There can be no peace. Are there any relationships that you have that are in discord? Is there any unforgiveness or ill feelings that you have against? Shalom also means hello and goodbye. And as we examine ourselves, mind this, that we have to say hello to. For example, hello to a closer relationship with God. Hello to more of his word. Hello to fellowship and accountability with like-minded people. Hello to more kindness, more wholeheartedness, more love more joy, more peace, more forgiveness, more understanding, more grace and mercy, and more peace. We can never have enough peace. And then there may be some things that we have to say goodbye to, like strife, anger, sin with one another, hatred, jealousy, envy, turning away from the world, disobedience, shalom to those things. In my closing, only God can create shalom. Isaiah 45, 7 says, I form the light and create darkness. I bring prosperity and create disaster. I do. And this gift will come through the work of the Messiah, the gift of shalom, the prince of shalom. Therefore, shalom is perhaps the most basic characteristic of the future kingdom of God, a time when the Lord himself comes that is wrong with the world. He says, I created these things. So wouldn't it be likely that he will also heal the things that are wrong with the world, thus we don't have to fret? over the things that's going on in the world. We don't have to not have peace because of the things that are going on in the world. 
When the angels tell the shepherds about the birth of Christ, they call him the one who will at last bring peace on earth. Jesus is the prince of Shalom who will bring in God's kingdom of peace that the prophets foretold about. The gospel of Jesus is the gospel of peace and the Lord God Jehovah Shalom. Remember, Shalom is a gift from God that was paid with his life, and it is free to all who have faith and believe. Thank you for allowing me to with you today, and I pray that it was a blessing to your life as it was to mine. Thank you. I'll go on ahead and close this. Sorry, sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> Amen. Go ahead, Ms. Katina. Okay. Before Amen. Vince comes, I would like to close out with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank Amen. you. Jehovah Shalom. Lord, we just thank you for being the Lord of peace in our lives. Amen. That you will allow it to appear, oh God that you will allow the result to be a new and better heart posture in who you are, a new and better heart posture. We all can stand more peace in our lives, O oh Lord, and we are called right now, the Lord of peace over every worry, over every situation, over, over, over every circumstance. And, Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for your gift. We thank debt that has already been paid. And, Lord, we just ask, O Lord, that you will allow this word to bear feud, O Lord, and that we will be new creatures and new individuals that will stand firmly on the peace that you have already given us, O Lord, and that we will not fret, that we will not have anxiety, that we fear over anything, O Lord. And, Lord, we thank you that you will be the only one that we fear, and we ask all of these things, your peace, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Vince, I'll now turn it over to you. Thank you, Sister Katina, for the message that's delivered directly from our Lord and Savior through the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So timely. So timely for this message today. Mm. And how it's touched my heart and that's how it touched everyone's. But Shalom. Jehovah Shalom. 170 times it's mentioned. And thank you, thank you, Ms. Katina, for reminding us of all the different names and why. It just hit me again how, you know, the reason he lists all these names and how big he is for honor and praise. I will overcome the world and I come in peace. Wow. We have to really think about the, the meaning of peace because I think it, it gets uh, the quiet tranquility, safety, and comfort. All the all the best, all the outflow that God will give us if we just allow peace to come in our lives. And how you're reminding us of the word shalom and and reconciliation through the work of Christ and all the verses that you provided. Uh, I think we should all go back and read each one again and again because the only true peace 
is in him, is to remain in him. In this world, we, we will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. We have to hold on to that promise like it's the only thing left, because without that, we have nothing. Until we truly know who he is, then we, we will uh, ever be the same. So the two things that we're reminded of, Ms. Katina reminded us of, who is the opponent? She lists a pretty big list <laughs> from, from our disobedience and our sin, what's in the world and Satan himself. And anything and anyone that comes between us and God, anything and anyone, and think about it, our, our, our disobedience really starts in our mind. It's an inside job. And that's where we have to get cap- captivate every thought, the opponent that starts right there. And then it affects our behaviors, our disobedience, and the example that Gideon, he, he had the question, he questioned, blamed God for everything happening. We have selective memories, don't we? Allowing our lives to be, you know, comforted by the world instead of by him. Because once we understand the freedom and peace with that, we have to confess our sins. So, and then we're reminded of, you know, the second thing, how do we overcome the opponents? How do we overcome and, and allow shalom to be into our lives? Yeah. Yeah, anything that disrupts it. The emotional, psycho- psychological, how do, we, how do we set our mind on him every single moment, every single day? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, again, shalom means hello and goodbye. And, and, it, and the peace is just not with ourselves. It's with individuals, it's classes. So how, how do we have peace with others? And that's so important today, especially in our world, our neighbors, our friends, the people you interact with in the stores. Mm-hmm. Ah. So thank you again for this, reminding us about the gift of shalom, the gifts from God. Hello and goodbye, the peace I give you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Lord Jesus, we bow before you in humility and ask you to examine our hearts today. Show us anything that is not pleasing to you. Reveal any secret pride, any unconfessed sin, rebellion, or unforgiveness that may be hindering our relationship with you. We know that we are your beloved children, having received you into our hearts and lives and having accepted your death as penalty for our sinfulness. The price you paid covers us for all time, and our desire is to live for you. As we take the bread representing your life that was broken for us, we remember and celebrate your faithfulness to us and to all who will receive you. Thank you for your extravagant love and unmerited favor. Thank you that your death gave us life, abundant life now and eternal life forever. We receive this bread in remembrance of you. And in the same way, we take this cup representing your blood poured out from a splinted cross. You are the supreme sacrifice for all of our sin, past, present, and future. Today, we remember and celebrate the precious gift of life you gave us 
through the blood you spill. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Brenda? Amen. The same night in which he was betrayed, Jesus took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Let us eat the bread. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. After the same manner, also, he took the cup. And when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do you, this do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Let us drink the cup. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let us repeat the Lord's prayer. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debt as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from all evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you.